1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305.
0: everybody. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Mark from Rams up here. Busy day at Rams headquarters. They cut down to 53 players. No Logan Bruss, no Tyler Johnson, no Marquise Copeland, no kicker, and no Brett Ripien. So there's some more changes coming, a few big surprises, and a bunch of smaller ones. What I have for you this episode is I had Scott Richmond on discuss this roster. First look, first impressions, and where do the Rams go from here? I'm going to come back very soon with another episode following up on this roster. Probably going to have some changes as early as Wednesday, so we will get into that. And I'll have Tom and Paul back, and we'll discuss this roster further. Really exciting times. Kind of scary and exciting at the same time. A lot of changes. Such a young roster. Every draft pick, by the way, made this roster really young team, some question marks, but some really strong units. We'll be back in a second. Scott and I will give you our first impressions of each one of these position groups. Hey, everybody, Mark from Rams up here. I have Scott Richmond with us tonight, and he's another guy kind of just like me, a diehard Ram fan. And Scott has some special insights into players and the Rams roster, so I thought I'd have him on. How you doing, Scott? Uh, doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Um, let's get right into it. What I'll do, what I'd like to do is just go through position group by position group. I'll talk about each of these groups. Some of them will go pretty quickly. Others, maybe there could be quite a quite a bit of discussion we can have. And then at mm-hmm. the end, we'll kind of uh sum it up about where this team's headed. And there's obviously going to be a couple of moves, uh, probably as soon as tomorrow. But let's well, obviously let's start with quarterback. That's an easy one. Um got down to two quarterbacks. Do you think I guess we knew it was going to be Stafford and Bennett. I predicted Ripien would get cut because that would buy them a couple of days to find maybe an improve uh, and improve that backup position. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about that? Were you expecting Ripien to get cut?
1: I was expecting two quarterbacks to be kept. Um, I think between um, I think with Ripien, I think there's I think it would be easily to go Get another quarterback in the next few days and stash him on the practice squad so um you do I'd think they're gonna, do it you, you, you do think they're going to add a third though i think they might add a third for emergency i think right. they're quite confident with bennett as the number two yeah it'll be
0: interesting to see hopefully don't they don't need him <laughs> and if they do need him it won't be real soon you know i ideally um you know just be um something crazy happens and we need him for uh, to come in for a couple series a few weeks down the road. But I think Matthew Stafford, to me, I just sense that he's just chomping at the bit, ready to get this season going.
1: Yeah, I think with the uh, combination with his health being on the uh, – on the upside, and all the problems they had with the O line last year, and the improved depth on the O line, I think he's going to have. I think he's going to he's going to um, he's going to change some minds about being a top ten quarterback in the league by midseason. Yeah, I think.
0: he's just getting no respect lately. And for those of you viewing on the YouTube channel, a note: uh, if you see see the graphics here, what I try to do is highlight the rookies in the shaded green. Hopefully, you can see that. And the newcomers new to the roster but veterans are the uh i don't know what we call that like a a soft yellow there so i'm trying to differentiate differentiate some of these uh types of players Uh, all 14 draft picks by the way made this roster okay let's move on to the running backs were you surprised that i heard soma i I think it was the announcer last week was predicting the rams were going to carry three running backs and I, I disagreed with that, and it, I guess I was right. How did you feel about this
1: group? Um, I was a little bit surprised that none of the wide receivers really emerged as returners. So uh, the fact that they're going to go with four, I think um, I think Ron Rivers is probably going to get some, some more opportunities as a kick returner, uh, and Kyron Williams maybe getting a lot of the reps at punt returners. So that might be the reason that they went with four instead of three. But I was a bit surprised that um, that Rivers beat out uh, Freeman. The- right. Correct. Yeah. I thought with them signing him late in camp that, that he was a shoe in to be depth.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe, you know, if, if you're not going to play Akers and you don't want to play Kyron Williams – Maybe they're just bringing him in to be, you know, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of carries in the preseason because we we have to play somebody. You know, we're not going to have Zach Evans get 30 carries a game. Uh, Ronnie Rivers played a bit as well. But um, I, I was kind of pulling for Zach Evans. I just think he has a um, a higher bar. But I do like what Royce Freeman brings as far as that power back element.
1: Yes, agreed. Zach Evans, <laughs> my favorite of the group. Yeah,
0: we'll have to see it now. The way I look at it is, um, and I talked about this on a pod recently. I think Ronnie Rivers is probably we. I, I would think of him as Akers' backup, and Kyron Williams as kind of a wingman, uh, Swiss Army knife, return game, third down running back, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure Rivers will even see the field that often, uh, but we'll see. I could be wrong on that. Now, the tight end group, what mm-hmm. I was wrong on the tight end group. Although keep in mind, uh, I think, you know, we'll get to that. Get to it in a little bit. But I think there's going to be someone on this roster, probably on the offensive side of the ball, is going to get cut uh, in the next few days. Is my prediction and it could be a tight end, it could be an offensive lineman. But I was surprised that they kept
1: uh, all four of them at this point. How do you feel about it? Uh, same with you. I was surprised they went with four on the initial 53 roster. I thought that either um, um, that Hunter Long or Davis Allen might start the uh, season on uh, get cut and come onto the practice squad, but the fact that they uh, kept Hunter long, even with his injury, that he really didn't play at all um, in camp and preseason. I was very surprised that they kept him and uh, both um, the kid from Clemson, Davis Allen. Right,
0: Davis Allen. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think it's mainly going to be Hickby and Hopkins anyways. But, um, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, I think there's a move
0: coming, and – uh, we just can only guess what the Rams are thinking at, at this point, but yeah, if I,
1: if I could, can I uh, chime in there on the time at tight ends really quick? Oh sure. Um, mentioning that I did go to training camp, I'd have to say if uh, if there was two or three things that to some highlights that I can mention is that um, Hopkins' uh, emergence was uh, definitely obvious on the field. It seems like he has. Um, He's graduated to a different, to a higher level of, uh, um, he, yeah. he seems, seems to have gone, gone from, var- from a v- junior varsity to varsity, uh, his work ethic has really paid off. Uh, he was really, um, night and day difference on the practice field when I went to training camp, um, compared to before his first two seasons. So I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. And he showed glimpses of that, you know, uh, and during their Super Bowl run. He was
0: a real contributor. And and that's yeah. the one thing the Rams have in in the bag here. I think more so than a lot of other teams, they bring along some young guys really slowly. And the, the initial reaction from a lot of Ram fans, including me, I'm guilty of it, is that, oh, this guy must not be very good. Bobby Brown, Bryson Hopkins, Kyron Williams. And... Mm-hmm. If we're wrong about that and they're actually ready to contribute, uh, you know, it happened with Greg Gaines, right? Greg Gaines barely played Mm. his rookie year. Uh, That could be something the Rams are leaning on, and and maybe that's going to – maybe this team's going to be a little bit more competitive than people think because of that. You're a Bryson Hopkins fan. That's good to know. Yes. (laughs) I think I had read that somewhere else. Someone else called that out too, that he looked like – I think it actually might have been Sean McVay actually mentioned that they asked him to to name one player who has really stepped up, and he mentioned Bryson Hopkins. Yes. Now, the wide receiver group, um, at the end there, as I was whittling down my 53-man roster, I thought if there would be seven, but if they were going to carry six, the guy at risk might be Demarcus Robinson. And it was Tyler Johnson. So they're rolling with Cup, Jefferson, Atwell, Skaronic, Nukuwa. Those were all pretty much givens, I think. And then Demarcus Robinson
1: and no Tyler Johnson. Were you surprised by that? Not really. It was going to be either uh, Robinson or Johnson. I think. Uh, I think Robinson was probably a little bit more consistent over the whole camp. I believe. Uh, At least the practices that I saw, he was uh, in the running game. He he had his nose in as a blocker. Um, He seemed to be able to run most of the routes uh, without having to get, you know, pulled aside. Uh, He knew the, I guess what I'm saying is he knew the route tree. He knew the playbook pretty well for being a first-year Rams player, so.
0: Yeah, and sometimes for, for fans like me, it's so difficult to interpret uh, preseason games too because DeMarcus Robinson was out there a lot uh, on uh, against the Broncos. And he I think he had some targets. I don't know if he had any receptions. He looked like he was really struggling, but it may have been actually the quarterback that was struggling. So, you know, unless you know the play call and the play design and uh, you can see the whole play unfold, it's really hard to make judgments on uh, based on what we're seeing on the TV screen, right? Yes.
1: I was just going to say Tutu Atwell, In uh, similarly to, um, to Hopkins, he's kind of he's graduated and uh, he can run all the routes from all the different positions. Um, and I think the coaches and the quarterbacks have a lot more um, confidence in him. So I think people are going to be surprised at how much uh, he'll be able to play
0: yeah that would that would be so big for this offense to add that element you know mm-hmm. and I think it's uh i think maybe mcVeigh has been hesitant to get too too involved because he can't help in the running game as much as some of the other guys but really? you know you give up that element but if he can stretch the field he's gonna help the running game in that way right mm-hmm yeah, that'd
1: be yeah even fun. on long crossing routes, he has the speed to really. No, no cornerback can cover him if they're, uh If there's a play action play and they use a lot of those uh, deep zone crosses, uh, he's perfect for that because he has got the best speed on the team.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing uh, I keep on telling telling people that ask me is, how, how, what about the Rams this year? They're, they underline the threat of being that they're not going to be very good, are they? And I just keep on telling them. Uh, Everyone that asks, I don't know, but this offense could could be special like it was a couple years ago. But we, I could be wrong. We'll have to see. They they need to do it on the field, obviously. Okay. Now, the offensive line, we saw a lot of things going on there. They trade for Dotson, and then they cut Logan Bruss. And right now, they have 10 offensive linemen, Illyric Jackson, Steve Avila. Um uh, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Tremaine Ingram, Havenstein, Dotson, Noteboom, Zach Thomas is still there, and Warren McClendon. And I, I sense that I, I'll be surprised if they end up with 10 on opening day. Do you agree?
1: What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Um, oh, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, yeah. he right. made. He was kind of surprising that they kept. I thought he would be a cut and then try to bring back on the practice squad. But I guess that could happen. Um, anytime in the next couple of weeks if they uh find other players uh, they could either they could easily um drop him and put yeah, him in the
0: practice. It's probably a good time to jump into that. Uh the uh roster manipulations that are gonna have to occur. What I understand is well they have fifty-three right now. They had to right. Uh Oshawn Mathis, they kept on the fifty-three. So they can put him on the IR as early as tomorrow, I think. And then he's eligible to return. They waited because of that reason. So that'll get him down to 52. We'd assume that, well, they're going to have to add a kicker. So that would get him back up to 53. And my guess is they would still cut uh, a tight end or an offensive lineman and add a QB3. That's just my hunch. That's what I would do if I was less Snead. Now, who they cut, your guess is as good as mine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's roll into the defense, and we'll start with the defensive line. Typically, the last couple of years, they've carried six defensive linemen. They start the season with seven, Aaron Donald, Bobby Brown, Kobe Turner, um, Larell Murchison, Ernest Brown, Jonah Williams, and the rookie Deshaun Johnson, two rookies actually, Turner and Johnson, um, carrying seven. How do you feel about this unit? What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the starting three is going to look like? Assuming they go to the three man front, I know they run four out there sometimes. Do you have a feel for what they're going to do with this defensive line?
1: Uh, they're going to have to rotate a lot. They're a little uh, they're a little thin in the shorts, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, Bobby Brown's the only true nose tackle right now. Right. Um, and he really didn't play consistently in preseason. So um, this position group is one of my concerns. Um, I, think I, I think it's everybody's. I think it's everybody's at this point. I just don't know if they if they go up against the like Seattle week one. Uh, Seattle really likes to run the ball. Um, it's really going to be a test. I mean, they could they could possibly give up two hundred yards rushing on opening day, and I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah. Um... I know there's a lot of pessimism about this defense in that regard. And what I'm hoping is, you know, if Bobby Brown's the nose tackle playing in the interior and Aaron Donald's out there, I assume Kobe Turner will get a lot of snaps. And then you throw one of these other guys, maybe run some four-man fronts out there. I'm no defensive coordinator. I'm no expert on uh, Paul Walia uh, We've had on a few times. He's really good for this stuff. But uh, I know they've done that in the past against uh, heavy run teams. Uh, I know that opening uh, that opening series against the 49ers in the championship game a couple years ago, they had four defensive linemen and uh, Leonard Floyd and Von Miller up there as well. Pretty formidable six-man front, really, if you count the edge guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. But uh, I, I feel I I have the same concern as you. Absolutely. I I did yes. like how Murchison played at the end of last year. He's a guy that maybe we don't um, uh, we mm-hmm. don't give enough credit. But the more the Marquise Copeland cut, I saw it coming because he was out there late in the fourth quarter against the Broncos. But it, but I'm still kind of shocked.
1: Hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: So let's go on to the edge and talk about a young group. Uh, you got, if you count Mathis, four rookies. Well, Van Valkenberg's actually not a rookie. He's a second year guy. Didn't get on the field a lot last year, though. But you have Young, Hampton, Mathis, Van Valkenberg. I love that name, by the way. And uh, Mike, Michael Hoyt. So I, I'm sure it's going to be, they're relying on Hoyt and Young. And I have a really good feeling about. Byron Young, just need to see it on the field, right?
1: Yeah, I think he um, – when I saw him in training camp, he seemed to do a fair, um, fairly good enough job of holding his own, setting the edge in the run game. He didn't seem to get overwhelmed. Um, I went and saw the first game against the Chargers at SoFi, and he seemed to do a pretty good job holding his own against the run. Uh, I think his pass rush is going to be uh, – is going to take a, a, work, a while for to a work in up. progress maybe progress yes so whatever pressures they get out of him in the first part of the year will be icing on the cake as long as he can uh, hold that edge in the run game i think he's going to be fine
0: yeah it's going to be interesting to see what their defensive strategy is are they going to do some blitzing or are they just going to lay back and and force these teams into 12 13 play drives and, and force field mm-hmm. goals like they have recently but uh, I did hear, I don't know if you heard the quote by uh, the announcers quoting one of the Raider hot coaches from the joint practices on Byron Young saying, uh, I'm going to get this partially wrong, but uh, he's a rookie and he may be wrong a lot of times, but man, he sure is violent. So uh, the, the, the Raiders were impressed. But yes. Yeah, it may take some time. The, the insight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. It may just take some time. And Van Valkenburg could be, uh, you know, he could be a guy that really he's going to be a big special teams contributor for sure. And in uh, mm-hmm. Hampton probably the same thing. Um, any anything we get from them, those guys on the defensive, uh, as far as defensive snaps, will be icing on the cake. And Oshuan mm-hmm. Mathis, who knows, he's he's going to be a project. Right, I agree. So on the inside linebacker group, really, we just have the three guys and it's the same three guys. Well, last year we had these three guys and Bobby Wagner. Now, mm-hmm. the difference is, you know, I love Ernest Jones and I think Roseboom and Hummel are, as everybody, I've heard it like five or six times. They're, they're Troy Reader 2.0, basically. Uh, they know how to tackle, you know, they know how to tackle. And that's important, but they may not be anything special. But I've been reading, I've read a couple places that um, Quentin Lake could actually play a significant role sneaking up into the box. I don't know if you'd call him a hybrid linebacker, um, but I, I, I predicted three linebackers because of Quentin Lake. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about this linebacker group? Obviously a little thin um any thoughts on that
1: um yeah i think it's fine because i think uh jones is going to play you know 90 percent of the snaps um <clears throat> roseboom will be primarily a run stopper he'll be in there on first and long second and long and as soon as it's a, a shorter down and distance he's out of the game i believe um hummel may be a backup he may be in on nickel packages but uh, that game that I saw at SoFi uh, in the first quarter, Quentin Lake was he came in on second and long and third and long as the uh as the nickel linebacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Lock we'll safety, see. So um I can't say how many safeties, but I think they almost had three safeties on the field in some of those second and long, third and long situations.
0: Yeah. And Quentin so. Lake's another guy who got on the field late last year. I don't think he was ever hundred percent healthy. So he's another guy mm-hmm. that could be, he could surprise us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay, we'll go to the cornerbacks. And I don't think there are really any surprises. I think a lot of people were pretty much done with Robert Rochelle. And, um, you know, I, I hate to see the guy go, but he's had his chances. And, and uh, Trey Tomlinson, to me, he looks like a dynamite six-round draft pick. And Sean Jolly, he has stuck around one more year. And then you got Durant and Kendrick, the two draft picks from last year. And then Witherspoon, who they added as a free agent. I think this group could be actually pretty good. Um, how do you feel about this? How do you
1: feel about this guy?
0: Uh
1: I think the only one I'm surprised about is Jolly. I wasn't very – I really didn't see anything in training camp that – Showed him to be uh, capable of running with the first team. Uh, now that he's made the team, um, I'm still not too sure. The, the player that I was kind of disappointed in that got cut was uh, Jordan Jones, um, the kid from uh, Rhode Island. Uh, he got a lot of playing time in that first game with the uh, Chargers. And, boy, I, I watched him a lot. He was always in position. Uh, he seemed to have his head screwed on straight with his uh, with what his uh, – how would you say his responsibility on the field uh he wasn't out of position he had good discipline he always made a tackle he gave a couple pass gave up a couple of pass plays but he was covering a much taller tight end so um i think he's somebody that's going to come back on the practice squad i think he's uh i think he could be somebody that could be playing um with the ones later in the season if they keep him on the practice squad
0: yeah, the guy I thought might make it, uh, similar to Jordan Jones, and I liked him too, was Cameron McCutcheon. I thought he had a shot. He's a bigger cornerback, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think I th- it has to b- have been between Jolly and those two. I think to make this final roster, and uh, you know Durant, he looked he like he could be special. One of those guys that makes splash plays. You know, uh, uh, really good in the you know. Um, he gets his hands on the ball, exciting things happen. Darion Kendrick, I think, as Tom Courts pointed out multiple times, I think um, he got thrown into the fire probably earlier than he should have last year. So we shouldn't give up on him. And Witherspoon, a lot of people seem to like him. He's a bigger cornerback and we needed that. So um, this group could be OK, but Tomlinson, uh, he's, uh, he could be something special. He's a really exciting player. Yes, agreed. Okay, let's move on to the safeties. And I don't know if there were really any surprises here either. It was really down to that fifth safety. We have Fuller, Johnson, Yeast, and Lake. And then Jason Taylor was a draft pick, a seventh-round draft pick. And my take Mm -hmm. on it is he beat out Rashad Torrance and Quindell Johnson. I thought Quindell Johnson had a real shot at making this roster.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I was a bit surprised that uh, that Taylor made it. I think uh, the only reason I'm surprised is that I really don't – I didn't see him really get any snaps at, at the safety position with either the ones or the twos during training camp or preseason. I even found out today that he's been injured. I didn't even know. Um, but he, he's probably going to be waived uh, – be put on IR
0: I Oh, really? Tomorrow.
1: Just oh, well, like uh, Mathis, possibly. Okay. So, okay. So then
0: they're probably going to bring back, I would think they bring back a fifth safety, maybe not.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not too sure because I've been uh, a lot of people on social media have been mm-hmm. fans of Taylor. And because he's a Ram, I, I don't want to knock him, but I question what people uh, saw in him. It's like, You know, I think they drafted him for special teams. I think he's going to be a great gunner and so forth. But I just don't – I don't know if I would want him on the back end being the last guy to make attack games, saving tackle to stop a touchdown.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was the take. Me and you may have talked about that when we did our – when we had our last conversation following the draft. I think we did, yes. Yeah, Uh that he has a – a a record of not being the greatest tackler in the open field, but he is a good special teams player. Um, yeah, be I, I was surprised that that Quindle Johnson did not make this team. I thought he had earned it, but hey, I don't know what goes on in camp day to days and those study halls and all that. But they like Jason Taylor, and hopefully, like like you say, um, we won't see him on the defensive side of the ball just on special teams but their top four are pretty solid and, and again this is what people forget about they talk about you know worried about this defense and I get it but you know Jordan Fuller and John Johnson have both played at an extremely high level i mean mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit short of a pro bowl level they at their in their primes what before Jordan Fuller was injured i think it was in the final uh, game of the season uh against the 49ers the year prior to their well maybe it was their super bowl run.
1: It was the Super Bowl season, Right. Yeah.
0: He got hurt in the third or fourth quarter and and that and Taylor Rapp, I think got hurt too. And that's when the 49ers came back. Jordan Fuller was one of the better safeties in the conference. And he's coming back with John Johnson. And John Johnson is uh you know he's he's a solid Maybe a solid but unspectacular safety, but and then I I really liked Russ East last year. I think it's a really good group back there, and our secondary could be better than people think. I guess is what I'm what I'm hoping, what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be stronger than we think. It's going to be the front seven that uh, I think might cause the most problems.
0: Right. If so. we can get to the quarterback and can we stop the run? And maybe they're going to have to be a little more creative than in years mm-hmm. past. Okay. I saved the, well, I'm not going to say I saved the best for last special teams. Um, I think we got to, I've been saying it over and over again. I love our punter, uh, Alex Ward. I don't think we've had any issues with the snapper, um, the kicker, the, his problems are on him for what I can tell. And right now, mm-hmm. so because of that, we don't have a kicker and um, that that's worrisome too. I wanted it Uh, Tanner Brown to hit a couple of 40 yarders and we roll into Seattle with some confidence. And now uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to be, we're going to be biting fingernails and (laughs) whoever our kicker is, whoever runs out there, it's going to be a little scary. Are there any, are there any kickers out there that you know of that would be, uh, I know that uh, Potter was cut by the Steelers. He's the Clemson kicker that was highly rated. And then, I know there's there's a bunch of kickers out there, people trying to trade for various kickers and such, but uh, I I don't know what the Rams are going to do here.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Blankenship from the uh, Buccaneers was uh, uh, he was cut earlier in the week. Rodrigo, the one with the black glasses. Oh uh, right, right and, from Georgia, uh, and then the other kid who was drafted um, by one of the Ohio teams. I can't remember. He was oh, just
0: elected too yeah cleveland's kicker from two uh they drafted him last year i think is it york i forget his name or york, york that's it yeah. yes yeah and then brett Maurer, uh and he's the guy the broncos cut but he really struggled last year he missed he was the one that missed four extra points in one game i think it was last mm-hmm. year so oh, wow. or was
1: it the preseason
0: <laughs> i'm not sure but he he had a really bad day. Brett Maurer had a a really bad day. And then there's Robbie Goode. I don't know if he's on the market or not. You know, the Forty ers walked away from him, and they they're uh they they have kicker issues too. So I I guess if looking at this fifty three man roster, I think uh, well I ask ask you another question. What do you think about? Uh, are there any quarterbacks you think the Rams should go after? You know, a guy like Will Greer, perhaps, the Cowboys released him. Is there anybody on your radar that would be a good candidate for their uh, for emergency quarterback and, until Stetson Bennett is ready?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I haven't really made that a – it hasn't been any interest on my end of that position. Um, since they drafted Bennett, i was been pretty uh, pretty confident – with uh, that position group, I think if he's given the uh, let's say if he's given the reps with the first team uh, and a week's preparation, different story. For any team During the season, I think he's he's going to be good. I think a lot of the um, I think a lot of the crap that he took this past week on social media is I don't think people see the context. I don't think they realize that uh, the quarterbacks coach was calling plays, called some really. Questionable plays during that game where he threw a pick. Third and 17, he had the receiver just run a, a comeback route against the zone defense. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have thrown the ball, but that wasn't a recipe for success. Um, yeah. And then he's playing with his third team, third string teammates against the uh, Broncos' second team. And, uh, so you know he he could probably make better decisions, but uh, i i feel he's only shown that he's always been able he's very resilient and can come back after um going through a uh, a learning experience so I'm still pretty confident with Bennett. I'd like to roll with him that's a good perspective you you made me feel a little bit better anyways
0: mm-hmm. um let me ask you this uh do you think there's should we read in anything into this Kevin Dotson trade with respect to the starting offensive line? Do you think he's actually just a pure backup at this point? I think the Rams are going to make a move, maybe try to move Noteboom or Ankrum. Uh, I don't know. Do you think Dotson's just just some, a security blanket for that interior offensive line?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think there's something bigger going on there because um, <clears throat> I think we may have discussed this just for a second in our last – after the draft, um, we talked about we're talking about drafting offensive linemen, How McVeigh and Snead talked about they wanted to do something similar to the what the Saints had, and they had two stalwart guards that protected Drew Brees, and that's what they wanted. When they they kind of mentioned something about Avila, McClendon, and who was the uh, other one? Noteboom. Like having all three of them there as a wall to protect Stafford. So I think they really want to – I think they see Noteboom as that right guard with Avila at the left. But I, I think they're, uh, they're hedging their bets. They're not too sure whether Noteboom's going to be able to be uh, healthy enough to do that. And uh, I think Dotson is the uh, – he's plan B. So that if uh, Noteboom can't be that guy, that Dotson's going to be that guy. And then maybe Noteboom gets moved in a trade, maybe, possibly.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I uh, you think you might be right, and I was trying to, you know, the the thing that was that stood out to me was a couple people mentioned it on Twitter that the Rams have typically they have not drafted big offensive linemen, and they then they go and draft Avila and trade for Dotson, and these are two behemoth guards, which typically are not the best for that, you know that zoned blocking scheme that they like to run so maybe maybe a change in philosophies in the making here uh what you mentioned protecting stafford making sure he is protected but maybe a little bit more of a power running attack at times off the sea
1: yeah uh they are moving they uh i like mcveigh that he's changing he's he's mixing up some of their run game um instead of just that wide zone Um, All the time, you know, they're bringing in, they're they're running trap plays where the tackle will pull uh, into the opposite opposite side of the guard and pull into the A or the B gap, and so are the receivers and or tight ends. So you're going to see a lot more trap plays, I think, during the season, um, utilizing the size of those tackles and guards. As and, opposed to just the wide zone runs so
0: yeah and and, that, and getting Tutu Atwell involved i think he may be starting to realize the Rams have become predictable on offense at times and uh that's another the thing they have going for them um i think some of the opposition may be maybe not quite sure what to prepare for especially early in the season and that's one of the advantages of the of the Rams approach to the preseason they give nothing away you know they give absolutely nothing away I mean, you know, I think uh, I think over the first preseason game or two, I think there were 16 potential starters that didn't play, I count it. So we've got to be careful predicting all doom and gloom at this point. Uh, I understand some people look at this roster and all these rookies and all these youngsters, and uh, I get it why they would be, um, you know, not very hopeful, but... That's just not in my nature. I, I, I'm still hoping this team can be pretty competitive. So do you have a prediction before we finish up here? What is your prediction for this team? In, in a,
1: um, mine is mixed. Uh, mine is, um, I'm going to say eight and nine for the season. I think it's going to start off pretty bad. I think we're going to start 0-2. I think we're going to be two and six after the first eight games, and we're going to finish strong six and three on the back half and end up at eight and nine.
0: Yeah, that's very reasonable. Um, I think just going into Seattle, where we have played well at times, going into Seattle and getting a win in that first game would be just gigantic And because after that, what they get the 49ers, then they travel to Cincinnati. So that's a tough that's a tough road. Uh, I'm predicting nine and eight, and and the reason I kind of go along with what uh, some others have said, you know, I still think Matthew Stafford's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC, for sure. I think Sean McVay's one of the best coaches in the league, and Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup are two just incredible players. Um and I just hope that the youngsters rally around him and grow up real fast and uh, we get to nine and eight. But hey, mm-hmm. it's we're just guessing at this point, aren't we? It, uh, yes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to two or three games, you know, that, that, that uh, break for them or break against them, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scott, um, thanks for your perspective. I think... Uh, Yes. Uh, it's been a lot of fun with this. Uh, this is actually one of the funner days of the year when they announce this 53 man roster, but I think there's some changes coming. And, uh, so buckle up Ram fans. Uh, we're not done here. I think they're going to add a couple guys, a couple guys are going to go on IR like you talked about. And, uh, there could be a, a couple of cuts as well. So, um, got to keep an eye on this roster and, uh, find a kicker, please. We need a kicker, uh, that that's probably the most important thing, we find a kicker that we can count on going into week one. Agreed. Yeah, okay, Scott, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll do this again. Uh, sometime in the season, I'll have you back and we'll, we'll talk Rams football, how about that? It sounds great, Mark, thank you. Okay, thanks a lot, out here. do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there
1: music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track tribe Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama.